Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling Podcast, and this is your host, Jimmy Street. And today I have a very special guest and old friend, the Dragon, Scott Lee. What's up, brother? How you doing? I'm doing well, brother, man. I'm glad to hear from you. Yeah, Thank man. You for having me on the show. It's been too long. I've been waiting to get you on, and you know, we've we've just needed to have you on the show much sooner than this. So I'm sorry it's taken this long, brother, but welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> man, to give you guys a shout out man i think what you guys are doing with this is awesome because you you're you're playing paying tribute to the old school and you're also staying up to date on the current current uh, status of the product and the business and everything and i think uh i just want to say give you guys a shout out and say hey you guys are doing a wonderful wonderful job so keep it up well dude you know coming from you man that really means a lot brother you know one thing that i'll say is i remember first meeting you you came into the record store that i was working at with our old buddy Kenny and you know Kenny Pack Ken Steele we'll we'll call him by his real name right Ken Steele <laughs> and he was he was always coming into the Christiansburg Mall and then he he would bring in guys and then you were in there with him and then it felt like from then on you two were like the package deal and it was always good to see you and it was always good to see him because you know Kenny it's funny y'all would come in and you would talk more to me about wrestling than Kenny would because Kenny wanted to talk <laughs> rock and roll or heavy metal <laughs> yeah, he was all about the music but you would actually talk some wrestling to me and you know once i found out y'all were wrestlers it was over from there man it was like i'm talking to these guys non-stop now so <laughs> yeah man, that's been, that seems like it's been forever to go, forever ago but yeah i remember that man that's old times but yeah yeah um, yeah. But yeah, Kenny was, I mean, you take these road trips with him going to shows and stuff. I mean, some some 80s, 80s rock bands, something will come on. He'll tell you the name of the band. He'll tell you the, the right. every, play, every, every uh, bass player, the whole nine yards, every member of the band, when the song yes. came out. Yes. Everything. He was just, he, he loved the music. You want to know a song, a band, you want to know anything about it? Ask Kenny. He'll tell you. Totally, totally. And I was working in the record store and he knew more than me, you know, so, and it was, I remember him talking about Y and T all the time, man. He loved Y and T, you know, he loved, he loved so many good bands, but one band he always talked to me about was Y and T. He was like this unknown, uh, well, not unknown, but underground kind of heavy metal band that really didn't get their props. But dude, Kenny thought they were the best. And, you know, to know, I, I just miss talking about Y and T with my buddy, you know, so, <laughs> so let me let me ask you this how did you meet kenny you know i started in over at um, jimmy diet's uh, bwc boogies wrestling camp back probably yeah. in 2002 um and i was probably training there for about oh six or seven months and you know just new everything just kind of new to everything green as it can be and just you know training i was going training and um kenny just happened to been you know just just uh just popped in one day he was just there and yeah. uh, he had came over um, to me at one point and uh, 
um, while we're in the middle of training and introduced himself to me. And um, matter of fact, another guy, Douglas J. Wentworth, Chance Dollar, went by Chance Dollar, and uh, yeah. also Douglas J. Wentworth, uh, he um, also um, kind of, I think, actually, matter of fact, I think he's the one who introduced me to Kenny, now that I'm thinking about it. And just okay. telling me that Kenny was uh, a promoter um, and uh, had a uh, training facility at the time in Floyd, Virginia. Yeah. And um, just to say, hey, you know, this is a guy that's promoting shows, and if you want to, uh, you know, get, get your name out there and uh, start working, um, talk to this guy, and I did, and um, Kenny invited me to come up to his training facility, and I went up the very next week, uh, Saturday afternoon, and uh, you know, this is no cut to Boogie, no cut to BWC or anything like that. It was just a different time then as it is now, and right. Um, but I swear I got in the ring with Kenny in the training facility that Saturday, and worked out with him in that ring. I swear for like, I mean, it was several hours. It was two or three hours because Kenny didn't mess with you. I mean, he didn't play right. training. He was, right. he was con- consistent, constant. Um, two or three hours straight, you get tired, suck it up, keep going. I mean, he was just, you know, it was very hardcore training. And yeah. um, I swear I learned more in that session than I did the six months I was at that camp. And yeah. I was sitting there in my head going, this is where I need to be. Yeah. This is it right here. And uh, um, I still stayed with the camp until um, I graduated through that, but I still stayed with Kenny um, on the training. And the rest was just was history. I mean, we – we hit it off. I mean, um, we, we just really hit it off. And he, from that point, man, he got me on the road. Um, we traveled all over the place from uh, Tennessee, Carolina, West Virginia. I mean, we were everywhere almost every weekend. And uh, honestly, he started me off um, with me and him as tagging. And we were, yeah. become, we, were, we became Devastation Incorporated. I know. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and, uh, um, and, I mean, I swear, just over the years of being in that ring with him, you know, um, him constantly in my ear. I'd be in that ring working, whoever, whatever I'm doing, and, you know, he'll be on the other side, take the arm, do this. You know, he'll be coaching me along, and I swear I learned so much um, just just having that. And he didn't, and he didn't have to do that, but he did. Right, you know? and, right. Um, but, I mean, yeah, that's how we originally met. I mean, and that's how pretty much everything got started with, with us. That's cool, man. Now, tell me this. Were you already a badass in karate? I mean, what, what do you – I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me make sure that I'm clear on this. What is your speciality as far as a walking weapon? <laughs> <laughs> no, as a shoot man, I do um, – I've been doing martial arts uh, now for over 30 years. Uh, I do – I currently – all I do uh, now is I teach martial arts. I have three different martial arts studios here in Virginia. Nice. And, uh, you know, but going up to that point um, – you know, I was very blessed. And com- I mean, I, I trained all the time, martial arts. I was doing competitions. At that point, I had won five or six world championships at that point. Um, I was inducted in the Martial Arts Hall of Fame. Uh, awesome. Several national events. I mean, it was. I went as far as I could go um, at that point in, um, I, that I felt in martial arts. And other than just teaching and mentoring other um, students, kids, adults, and um, building that business, but as far as me personally, I felt like, okay, this is as far as I can go. And yeah. um, pro wrestling, man, I was always a fan ever since I was a kid. You know, yeah. sitting on my grandpa's lap, sitting on my father's lap, watching watching NWA and watching the AWA and watching w, the old school WWF and watching pro wrestling and just loved it. And then was like, oh, man, I, I want to do this one day. And yeah. at that time, I really didn't know um, – you know, didn't know how to get into the business. Like he didn't really, it wasn't like around my area. Yeah. Training schools wouldn't, you know, wasn't available in a, um, or anything legitimate that way. It wasn't around. And 
also just a friend of mine had a buddy of mine had came to me one day and said, Hey, I want to go and check out this uh, wrestling camp up in Charlottesville, Virginia at Jimmy Valiant's camp. And, um, he said, would you like to go and check it out with me? And I went up there just as a support for him. Like I wasn't even planning right. on getting in the ring. Didn't even, you know, I just kind of wanted to go with, as support. And as a, you will hold on. First. You were there. And so they didn't shoot on him. Right. You were like, no, I'm no, just no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, he got, I mean, he got in the ring and, um, was did great. And I was watching it a little bit and I got to talking to Boogie and me and Boogie hit it off too. And I was just like, you know what? I can do this. I mean, yeah. I, I, I felt like martial arts. I mean, certain things. If I couldn't go any much farther, other in um, other than teaching and mentoring and maybe rank, but not as far as championships. I did all that. So that's I wanted awesome. another challenge, and yeah. I wanted another challenge, and that's pretty much how that happened. So, are you a full? What are you like? I, I'm so stupid when it comes to this, and I'm <laughs> sorry. It's no disrespect. Are you a full degree black belt? I mean, you're you're to the end of that. Like you cannot go any higher. Well, I can't. I'm what I'm considered a grandmaster. So you have different levels. I always tell everybody, like in black belt category, like you know, we looking at it as kind of like college. You know, what I mean, it's like right. your black belt is your, you know, you've you've earned the you're the highest rank of the advanced. You're now a black belt. You're, um, you know, and then there's degrees and levels on a black belt. And I always yeah. tell everybody, like your fifth degree is considered a master. You master the art. And in, in in theory, you know, for me, it's like there's such a thing as mastering art. You're always going to be of course, every day, just um, like wrestling, but right? Just right, yeah. It's your years of experience, the knowledge you've obtained, the training that you've done, and then, um, and when you earn what's considered a seventh degree, you're considered a grandmaster, and then there's levels up to the highest you can make is a tenth, uh, tenth yeah. degree. And yeah, only okay. very few select people traditionally will make that. I mean, you've got to be, you know, nineties, eighties, or ninety. I mean, it, it's it's a lot. It's a lot of age to that as well before you get a lot of people make that. Gotcha. I've been blessed. I started at this um, very very young, been training nonstop, and I've earned um, a seventh degree uh, in uh, in martial arts. So I still have a few more few more ranks to go. But um, but uh, yeah, I mean, again, this goes on a seventh degree. Doesn't mean I don't mean like I've learn everything can't learn anymore it was just the accomplishments of the championships i won was more of a you know there's no more nothing left there but the attaining the knowledge the instruction of, of mentoring my students um you know the continuing to better myself i still still have that you know we still, I think, awesome. I, i'm not going anywhere yeah <laughs> you know, yeah 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 I'm still room to growth yeah, that's awesome. Seventh degree. That's that's pretty badass right there. I'm telling you. <laughs> All right. So your gimmick then was a no brainer, right? That was just like, a, a, I mean, that was almost given to you since you were young, basically. Right. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah. And I was going to say it was funny that when I first started um, in, in wrestling, Kenny just kind of said, you know what? <laughs> he said, I want to put you in a mask. Um, I want you to, to wrestle. You're going to be called. El Scorpiano. I'm not for sure if yeah. you remember that. Yeah, I and, do. Um, I said, what? And he said, yeah, we're going we're gonna, to, he said, I want to do that. So um, I was this Lucha character that couldn't speak Spanish for nothing, <laughs> but I had to go out and make it work. I had to go right. out and make it, you know, make it comical and make it work. And it was more or less of a, this is you to get your feet wet to kind of learn, you know. Um, and this is before me and him really got on the road and started tagging. You know, this is kind of the character that, you know, he gave me for when I first started. And um, so <laughs> um, later on into it, it was like, okay, I think you're ready to be you. You know, you're, you know, you now it's time to be the dragon. It's time to be Scott Lee. Yeah. And, um, and at the time, it was just Scott Lee. And, you know, the dragon kind of just 
I don't know, somehow, from, somehow along the way, it just kind of just fell in. And I think it's because of the years of when I did this, did my character, I would come out, you know, dressed like, like a legit, like I am every day. You know, I'm teaching my own martial arts classes. I'm in the karate gi. I'm out there um, with, the, with the black belt, the karate gi. And so people at one point were thinking, all right, is he ripping off Ricky Steamboat? No, no, he's actually... No, this is for real. This is, you know, this is his is his shoot. This is his job. Right. This is what he does. Right. And right. so it kind of fell in. But also, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time was the Dragon, was Ricky Steamboat. So yeah. at the same time, I'm kind of paying homage to Ricky Steamboat. But at the same time, this is a legitimate shoot for me. And somehow the Dragon just just stuck. I mean, it just yeah. came about and stuck. I mean, it's just so perfect to me. It makes total sense. You know, you you just, you know, that's a classic thing, man. You know, so I love it. So obviously NICW, Kenny's got NICW. I remember the first shows he started running in North Carolina, and that's when old Omar Al-Kazan came in on the shows. And we were working down there in Logap, North Carolina. And Kenny always mm-hmm. said, man, they didn't, they didn't do what they were supposed to do. And <laughs> he was so angry sometimes. But dude, we had a blast working down there. Now, kind of go in before that. That I, when I was living in Virginia, I actually would come to watch your matches. Y'all would wrestle, and I would see Kenny working with Boris, and you would be working maybe with Clipso's kid or somebody else, or you would be tagging with Kenny. And then I just remember all these matches and a lot of fun. And at the time, I am smart, half smart, whatever, but I thought I was way smarter than I was. And I was cheering the heels and booing the baby faces. And I know now that that's no fun. You you know, because to me, that's just like the jerk in the crowd that's making it annoying. <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> but, you know, but you're making it, hey, but you're making it, making it interesting for the fans. But that's the good thing. The fans are like, wait a minute, you know, <laughs> yeah, this guy's a jerk over here. So you know, there is an element to that. But I wish I would have played along a little more. You know, but Kenny, to me, he was. I just could not boo y'all. You know what I mean? It was just impossible. So, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> So I just remember those times, and then y'all ended up actually coming out to Nashville to hang out with me, and y'all would stay out there, and my son, and we would actually, you know, go around the town and see the sights, and if I was working, y'all would kind of go do something, and anyway, I remember those times, man, and it meant so much to me that y'all would come out there and actually do that, and did we ever end up going to a rock show? We didn't, did we? Did we? We did, and we talked about it a lot um, about yeah. trying to find something and do something. And I don't think, you know, we just we were never able to do that. I know that's still something that I would still like to do, just to pay homage to him with it, as I know something he would, you know, would have wanted wanted as well. Oh, definitely. No, we weren't able to do that. I know, I know, we got a chance to tour around down there. I, that was one of my favorite favorite times. I'd be talking to my wife about. You know, if I go to cha- get a chance to wrestle in Tennessee, or get a chance to talk to Dyron, or talk to you, or talk to somebody, yeah. and it's always like. Man, I tell you what, that national trip though, that was one of the most one of my funnest road trips because I mean it was we had a lot of fun on the road trip coming down there and though and then, you know, was able to do the double shots that, you know, for me know. a lot of experience. You know, doing both of those shots back to back. Was it not was it um what was that promotion? I know Saul was one of them. NWA was, main know, event. NWA yeah, main it, event, yeah. NWA yeah. main event yeah. and Saul and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and I got that meant the world to me there. that I got y'all booked on those shows, man. Really did, you know. Yeah, yeah and I thank you for that. Going back on I mean, this a lot of years, I don't think I ever said thank you. Thank you for that as well, because that was a lot of you know it, it helped me with a lot of experience. It helped me with uh, um, you know just 
you know, working in other places, getting the, just having the overall experience. So thank you so much for that. Oh, brother, my pleasure. Thank you for coming out. I mean, dude, it was, I was always talking about y'all anyway. So it was like, I finally, y'all were imaginary people that I was making up <laughs> until y'all actually <laughs> came out there. And then they were like, okay, this guy actually knows some people. He's not full of crap. He's worked, but you know, because any guy can go in and, and if he, can talk enough and has a decent enough gimmick, which the gimmick was created by Kenny. No question on that. You know, you can get booked and then they'll figure you out and then you'll never get booked again, you know. But when Kenny came out there and you came out there with him, it was like, okay, finally, this is real. The Jimmy's not a moron lion, you know. <laughs> He's actually <laughs> really got people that knew him before he started working here in Nashville. So, and I remember, you know, Kenny and I, we would talk to sometimes like three or four in the morning and we would always talk yeah. about you know working for the shows and then finally got y'all out there and then i can't remember if kenny got mad at once something about something at saw or something and that one was the most disappointing to me because i was closer to that promoter but i don't know what it was but i, I can't remember I, mean, I, it, I don't for sure the names of the workers or what happened if i if i recall right i think some of the workers on that on the main event um on the first show that we did i think some of them were coming to kenny asking advice about certain things that that's I, right the promoter cared if i understood right i think it was some type of jealousy or something that happened and i don't understand why that that happened because you would think you'd want the guys to come to the veterans in the locker room to say hey what do you think about my match what should i do yeah. here? what should i do yeah. i think that that rubbed them the wrong way and i think somehow some way that that's Somehow, that's something with that is what happened. We never quite think, understood the full legitimate. Anyway, I got to work the fall event. I know Kenny didn't, but, yeah. um, you know, it, it sucked because, you know, I wanted him to share, share that experience with him. But at the same time, man, wrestling is, I mean, wrestling is something. I mean, wrestling. it's just, you yeah. know, it's right. something. Not just wrestling, but I guess it's just the people in it. I mean, it just, you know. The egos, you know, you man. The most, you yeah, know. the egos. The egos in the business is just, you know, crazy. And if somebody goes to somebody and says, hey, what do you think? I need your advice. And somebody else will think that they're getting that rubbed and it, then they get offensive. I mean, I don't get it. But yeah. if I'm mistaken right, I think it's been a lot of years. But I'm pretty sure that that's what happened. But don't, don't put me on that. No, dude, I think you're exactly right because I'd been putting y'all over hardcore, you know, and then obviously when you get there, I didn't realize that people were listening to me talk about y'all so much. And, and, you know, Kenny, especially then they go talking to Kenny because they're like, well, Jimmy's, you know, got something going here. So I might as well take something from that and go talk to his guy, you know, and I do remember that now. And they got upset about that. And then, yeah, man, now remind me, did you, who did you wrestle at main event? Do you remember that? Was it in it? Me and Kenny, me, we tagged against, and I can't think of the name. Was it uh, the guy to go by the medic? What was his name? That's right. Psychomedic. And And I can't remember who his partner was, but I remember we weren't. Yeah. Because I managed y'all and that. Mm -hmm. And and then and then at Saw, who did you work? Do you remember? Was it like can't remember oh, that man? The guy was good. I can't think of his name. He's a real short guy. Um, he, he came out with a cowbell. Anthony Wayne. Um, Anthony yes, Wayne. Anthony. Yep. Mm-hmm. Y'all had a great he's, match. He's great. Yeah, yeah, he had a heck of a match. That was one of the, one of my favorite matches, and it was just you know, um, I, you know, it, it to me it's like one of those matches that you do, and at the end of it, you walk out there going, you know what? I think both of us. Both of us looked good. Both of us uh, had a great showing, but both of us were better after that match. Does that make sense? Definitely. Like, you ever get, sometimes you get in there and work with different people, and you're just like, okay, it's over with. But only for think, 
think about anything after it, but after that match, certain matches you do, and you go, you know what, both of us are better. And to me, yeah. that's, that's what it's about. You know, we both had a great match. The crowd loved it. And um, I, was actually, I couldn't think of the name until, I mean, it's been a long time ago. But Yeah, man. Um, well, he turned into yeah. a referee, actually, and actually is a great referee. But he actually is a great wrestler, and a lot of people don't know that, that are following the current scene out there, which it's not as much as it used to be. But he, I mean, during that time, dude, that was the, that was the era. Three out of the four promoters that I worked for at that time are now gone brother so it's crazy like and and you know the guy that was booking at the time at saw who had just taken the place over had a real problem and then the promoter who owned the place didn't really get a chance to talk to kenny i think or they did talk but he wasn't booking the show and i think kenny Mm -hmm. dude it would have been killer if kenny could have come out there and booked that thing oh my god that thing would still be making money you know what i mean but anyway that anyway that's a whole other story Yeah, Kenny had a hand in booking, man. He knew what he was doing, who to put people with. He knew story. He was very and gimmicks. Good He's yeah, a and king gimmicks. of gimmicks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've known oh, yeah. legends, bro. I've known legends. Well, we all know legends. And you know legends just like I know legends. And none of them have the ideas that Kenny does. I'm saying it, man. Some of them think they do, but they don't. Not like Kenny, man. Kenny had so many great gimmicks. But y'all came out to Nashville, got to wrestle. And then Kenny came back and y'all started working up in, in West Virginia, right? Eventually? Yeah, we ended up working um, for different promotions up in West Virginia over the years. I mean, Mountain State, NWA Mountain State was one um, we worked for. And, you know, that, uh, you know, we worked a lot in Hinton and Oak Hill. And, I mean, we were all over the place up there. And then the last couple of years um, before he passed away, um, we worked for USA Championship Wrestling um, with uh, Joe Brody was the booker and – you know, and, you know, uh, that I'm getting, I'm getting tearing up now thinking about that one because that was one of the last, the, actually the last match, one of the last matches that we did together. Yeah. Um, now, tell me about that. Tell me about that last match. What, what, how did that go? What, what was the story with that one? Um, we worked, um, I want to say that, that was in Princeton, Princeton, West Virginia. Um, and the match was, that was me and Kenny, Devastation Incorporated. Mm-hmm versus um Marshall Law and um A A Wall. Um they've been they've been around for many, many years in West Virginia. Yeah. And heard um, the names. Yeah. He was having yeah, he was having some issues with the split around that point. He was uh you know, I honestly if I if I recall actually I'm not gonna I'm not actually do yeah. He he had he had a partial amputation um on his uh on his right foot um part of his toe with that bone and everything that right side of your foot he had that he was just getting that healed up really really yeah. good and he was determined to, to get back in his distance to be able to wrestle yeah. and um he just kind of recovered from it for a little bit and we did that match had a great match uh, in front of that crowd and um it was right after that um you know it he just the foot was never would never heal like it's supposed to you know he did yeah. um kept getting the blisters, kept getting the wounds kept uh, coming up. And when the doctors think that they had it, they never would uh, heal. And then it led into the blood infection. And of course, you know, he passed away from, from all that. But, um, you know, the last, last two years, last year or two, man, he just, all of it. In and out of the doctor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he constantly in and out of the doctor. And he was determined, no matter if they took his whole, he didn't care. You know, whatever happened, he, he wanted to have another run. He wanted to have at least one more match. And right. 
right. um, to be able to to go out in his own terms, and it is sad he wasn't able he wasn't able to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, because on June eleventh, twenty twenty one, man, I saw the news on Facebook, and then I shot you a message, and I was literally out shopping for a mattress and i text you and you're like yeah bro it's real and i I don't know all the details yet but it's real and i literally like broke down bawling like a baby in a damn mattress store and i'm thinking about it right now and it's it's hard not to you know i i tell you man you know when somebody like that is in your life you know it's like a big brother you know i always called him dad but it was really like he was a big bro you know what i mean and I know you called him dad too because that is your literal wrestling dad. He is definitely if if he had a son and I'll even claim this. I'll be his little brother, but I'm saying you were definitely his wrestling son if there was anything because he would just he really and I don't know if anybody's ever said this to you, and I think I tried to tell you this at the funeral, but honestly, bro, he loved you so much. And I, I know he loved me, and I know he loved a lot of people, man, but he really, 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 he would have fought the world for you, man. So, you know, I, it's what's such an honor to know that you are not only keeping his memory alive by just talking about him right now, but at the same time, you are continuing on his vision and his legacy of NICW. You know, you could have had the opportunity to change it to something else. Now, I know you would never do that, but you know what I'm saying? You could have you could have reset stuff, but what you're doing now is you're technically taking his vision and you're continuing it as a reality, man. And I guess, tell me a little bit about how that's going. Well, you know, um, well, going back a little bit, like you said, man, Jim sure. is a need that I just you know, I will never forget that phone call. And, and it was, you know, it took everything. It took a lot out of me. I'm still something like, you know, losing somebody like Kenny is something is like, you know, he, he was to me. Yeah. He was, like you said, you helped him hit the nail, the nail right there on the head. He was like a father, father to me. My, my father passed away. Um, Kenny kind of stepped in and became a mentor in, in wrestling. But, you know, not just that, man, we had, we actually built a, uh, businesses together. Yeah. Um, and with the martial arts and pro wrestling, he was uh, training people in the, in the academy there, and we built that together. Where so he had a tennis salon that he he was running, you know, six foot four, six five, you know, three hundred pound guy on tennis salon. Was <laughs> he never? <laughs> I you know, know it I mean? was so crazy, but, you know, but it was a wrestler, yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we built these businesses together. We were together all the time, traveled together, and he was like my father. And, um, you know, one of the things that he would tell me on road trips, and if we were um, yeah, we'd go to New Orleans together and take trips together. No matter what, oh, yeah. we were together all the time. But one of the things he always said was, you know, he'd tell me before he goes, I know it's always a kind of, you know, Kenny would get very serious. And so, like he joked and laughed and had a good time. He was, every time you were around him, he would, um, you know, he was the life of the party and I kept you laughing, cracking jokes. And that, that was Ken. I mean, but right. he also had, when you had road trips and certain, certain times, he would get real serious and um, he would, tell me he was like i'm gonna tell you he said with my with diabetes and with what i got going on you know he's had a lot of scary moments where um they almost lost him sooner they almost lost him before we actually you know i'm saying like with the diabetic comas and stuff that he's had and i mean he's had a lot of scary scariness uh um stuff and he would tell me all the time he was like um he said i want you to make me a promise and i said what do you what do you mean he said well you know something ever happens to me you keep this thing running and um, and I always would tell them, don't worry about that. You know, you don't, but let's not talk about that now, you know? Yeah, of course. Um, and 
so and that's always stuck with me because he always told me he goes understand he's a like, well, then i see w and that was the thing like when he was um he always wanted to run the run the shows and he really wished that he could run them more you know than what he was able to do because of his health and yeah. um he yeah. was we, me and him were really trying to get in to come back um and then COVID, and then of course you know he was having some of his uh health issues were starting um more with his foot and everything and then COVID and um you know all that stuff was kind of coming around and it was like you know we never got to of course he passed away and you know right back right before COVID actually um yeah. but all that stuff happened we wasn't able to get it and um get it back like we wanted to and uh but you know we were working towards that before he passed away and when he passed away um you know a bunch of the guys the wrestlers the um people were keep coming to me like, okay, what's going to happen with NLCW? And I said, well, I made him a promise. Um, yeah. We're going to keep it going. And yeah. uh, and so when we started doing all this together, um, Kenny, a lot of people don't, didn't know this. I'm not really sure if you knew this, but he, um, right the last couple of years before he passed away, he was a assistant football coach in uh, Patrick County at the, uh, from Patrick County High School. Right. And um, he also worked in a program called Quest, which he was actually mentoring um a lot of the underprivileged and a lot of the uh, kids that were getting in trouble in school and things like that he was kind of like I, I would call it iss in my day but this is actually yeah. a pro- or in school suspension but it, this is actually a program that they had and he was mentoring people in patrick county at the schools and so um we were and of course kenny originally was from uh patrick county that's where he was born and raised in stewart lived the last you know, 20 years or so of his life in um, Floyd, but, you know, he was from Stewart. So when we got together to kind of put this thing together, it was a no-brainer. We had to have it in Stewart. And um, yeah, the high yeah. school wasn't, didn't, wasn't, didn't work out just because of all the, you know, different things they had going on there, but Stewart Elementary is kind of like where the, the Quest program, um, well, where he worked at, mainly at, and they were like, yeah, let's let's make this happen. So, um yeah, that's pretty much how we came up with it. And, you know, to me, Kenny was, you know, a very, he loved New Orleans. Mardi Gras was his favorite thing. He talked about that all the time. Oh, and, I know. I um, know. Loved it. That was his thing he looked forward to going to every year. So we were like, well, this is a no-brainer. And LCW is going to present the Mardi Gras brawl. And, yeah, um, you know, and, and Kenny and Pack. The New Orleans theme. Right. Kenny Pack. I mean, that was, was from Florida, Floyd, Virginia. Still. Yeah, but yeah, Ken, Ken Steele from New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so it, it kind of just kind of put it together. It all just kind of came together with, you know, how do we honor? We don't want to just do just a normal wrestling show. How do we do it? And it was like Mardi Gras brawl. That's your, that's your theme. And, you know, yeah. and everything has just started coming together right after that. Yeah, man. So it is the Mardi Gras Brawl, Stewart Elementary School, Stewart, Virginia, Saturday, March the 25th and 6 p.m. Go ahead and break down the matches for me, Scott. Okay, yeah. I mean, to me, this is one of the best cards. I mean, this is everybody on this card um, overall, you know, were, you know, knew Kenny and uh, wanted to wrestle, wanted to maybe a part of the show. And, um, but to me, like, I was very proud when this card came about because I was like, you know what? I haven't seen an independent card with this kind of lineup in many, many years. Um, and some, we have some of our local guys in the area. I mean, we got, um, Josh Ballin. I remember watching this kid train at BWC when he was like 10 or 11 years old. I mean, he's got, <laughs> oh, he's, you know, um, he's been around for a while from the Rocky Mount area and he is actually wrestling, uh, the mysterious dark dragon. Um, nice. I don't know a lot about the Dark Dragon. Um, we've seen him a few times uh, in ICW in uh, Carolina. 
um, but just a very mysterious um, mysterious character. I got to kind of keep an eye on this guy, too, because I know he does martial arts um, and yeah. kind of steal him a name, you know? Right, <laughs> but, seriously. The Dark Dragon, yeah. But, um, but I mean, just a mysterious, I mean, he's in the Dark Dragon is a monster. I mean, he's a you know, big guy. So um, that'd be something the fans wouldn't want to miss. I knew the gauntlet match. Um, there's a gauntlet match for the NICW cruiserweight championship. The cruiserweight championship is a new championship um, that uh, is actually being done for the first time uh, here at this, uh, at this event. And, you know, between the guys that's on this and some of the big, the top cruiserweights around the mid Atlantic area between um, John heartbreak, uh, uh, Bobby Yella, also known as the Yellow Man, uh, Scott Weddle, uh, Lee Valiant, um, who, you know, to me is one of the top-notch cruiserweights. Um, I've, you know, had the opportunity of working against him before over the years. Um, he's a great competitor. And awesome. then, um, yeah, Casper O'Neill. Um, Casper um, oh, yeah. also was trained under um, the machine, Ken Steele, or Kenny Pack. He was actually one of his protégés uh, many years ago. So these cruiserweights, I know... We're going to tear that house down. I mean, that's going to be yeah. a great, great match. Absolutely. Um, we talked about it earlier. Um, the Legends Grudge match. Um, these guys, are, you know, have either you know, had a lot of feuds with Ken over the years, or they've teamed together over the years, or they traveled together. I mean, this is a 30 years worth of, you know, um, kind of like I always say, like the history of with Kenny Pat, with Kenny Steele right here. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got the legendary Eclipso, um, Eclipso train Ken. Right, uh, right. He was teaming up, teaming up with uh, Colonel Spud Wade. And in my opinion, over the years, Colonel Spud Wade, I've been in the ring with him several times. I mean, very tough competitor um, in, in himself, a, a true legend in the business. But I always said that, you know, with my years of knowing Kenny, um, I'm not for sure what happened 10 years prior to that, but the last 10, 10 years, this is probably, my opinion, the... Um, best feud of the career of Kenny of uh, Ken Steele. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. And um, and then they're teaming up with Ruthless Roger Anderson and a Ruthless Roger um, legendary tag team uh, with uh, Frank the Tank Parker uh, many many years ago. So we got the legendary Clipso, Colonel Spud Wade, and Ruthless Roger Anderson with Douglas J Wentworth um, against uh, Handsome Jimmy Love. Uh, okay, Jimmy yeah. Blast. And uh, Bruiser Graham, and um, and also with Roland Thunder. Um, and Roland Thunder um, has had some um, some health issues over the years and stuff. And I know he's retired from pro wrestling, but um, he's going to be there in the corner man- uh, managing handsome Jimmy Love. I know Jimmy's still um, still at it, um, been in the business for a long, long time. Um, Johnny Blast, uh, true legend all over the Mid Atlantic, but you know he's still wrestles a lot in West Virginia. Um, and Bruiser Graham. Um, so to me, this is a lot of history uh, right here in that one Legends Grudge match. And yes, it a lot is. Of grudges being, that's 30 years <laughs> of grudges right there. <laughs> you know, um, all rolled up into one, but they all had a uh, um, hand with uh, um, either training or traveling or working against or with Kenny over the last 30 years, you know. Oh, um, yeah. That's a that's gonna got, that might be the match of the night right there. So yeah, I feel like that's gonna be and for me personally, um, as a fan, also uh, seeing that match is probably you know just the history that's in that with knowing the history with Kenny Pack and Kenny Steele. You know, that's that's yeah. gonna be hard for me to try to <laughs> yeah to watch that match. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, we've got uh, JPJ um, also been around for many years. 
Um, same thing, uh, you know, known Ken for years. He's traveled with, uh, I know he's worked a lot of shows with Kenny, uh, versus a newcomer, um, uh, known as Mayhem. I know Mayhem, uh, from uh, West Virginia. I think he was a protege of, uh, Johnny Blast. So okay. I'm looking forward to seeing, seeing that match. I, I know I've heard he's wrestled some around, but it's the first time that we've had him in a CW. So, um, that would be, uh, something fans don't want to miss newcomer coming in with us and then uh, oh yeah and that's a great way that's a great example of kenny too Mm -hmm. because a lot of times the shows would have the same guys on them all the time in that area kenny was all about bringing in new fresh talent he was never wanting his shows to be stale so that's awesome that basically this is a great example of kenny too because he would have brought in people just like that so yeah and we got the uh, vacated nicw tag team championships um you know we have a great tag team uh, love them or hate them coming from uh, from West Virginia, uh, the Cuban Assassins. Um, oh, classic! And, and they, yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. The Cuban Assassin um, um, is actually is, is a legacy that they're paying tribute to um, their grandfather and their father, the original Cuban Assassin. Um, That's I'm awesome. Familiar with him? So, oh yeah, um, they are, definitely. Yeah. So uh, this is their his son and grandson. Um, they're from West Virginia. Um, they're known as they're currently the I think they're the international tag team champions um, out of a promotion in West Virginia. So they're one of the top tag teams around, and they're wrestling one of our, our Rocky Mount um, area tag team uh, that's been around. I think they've worked some in NICW, worked a lot of with Pure Pro Wrestling, uh, former tag team champions there. Uh, they're known as the Ebony Express and uh, Jimmy okay. Wright and Bad Bad News Holland. Um, oh man, great tag yeah, team. Yeah. yeah but, the awesome tag team um, coming in, so that'd be something the fans wouldn't want to miss. And then, of course, the Dragon Scott Lee um, taking on the man that you know um, pretty well um, by the Hangman Larry Cooter. Um, oh, dear. From uh, uh, Tennessee, but he's traveling. I notice now, like, every time I go through Facebook, I see him all over the place. You know, he's oh, Tennessee, yeah. Kentucky, he's all over the place, and I know he's a very tough competitor, so I know for me personally, I'm going to have um, my work cut out for me in that match, but uh, that's for the vacated NICW Mid-Atlantic Heritage Championship. That's awesome. And then of course, you know, I uh, tell you, Cooter has really hit the gas on his career, too, man. He's really, like, literally, he's not even slowing down. And and honestly, I thought he was, you know, he wrestled Kenny at main event, and Kenny was, like, giving him the thumbs up immediately. He was like, this kid knows what he's doing. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. sure enough, man, it was just exciting to see that, that they got to work together at some place. I may be wrong on the place, but I know they got to work together. And then at the same time to see Kenny yeah, put Virginia. the thumbs up. Yeah. That was it. That that was it. Yeah, well, and West then, shows. Yeah, that was the uh, Mountain State. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, he gave Tudor the thumbs up. He said, that kid knows what he's doing. And so, you're, you've, you you know, you've got your hands full with him, but I, I fully believe you can handle him. But, you know, well, it's, it'll be a great me, match. Yeah. That'll be the match yeah, of the me, night, in my opinion. Well, so. Yeah, well, I, mean, I appreciate that. I hope so. I know I'm, I know I'm gonna, we're, you know, it's going to be a great match. I know myself, I got a lot of work cut out for me there and for the that uh, that Mid Atlantic Heritage Championship's got a lot of history behind that, so I, yeah. um, I want to be able to honor that championship as well as pay homage to Kenny, who's trained me. And then, of course, the big Battle Royal, the main event um, for the vacated NICW Heavyweight Championship. To me, that one is the you know, of course, that's the main event, but everybody wants a shot at that heavyweight title, and everybody's going to get an opportunity to go for the heavyweight title. And I would love to wow. love to be one of the guys that uh, that uh, that holds it and win it, just like every, all of us, every man for themselves. So, 
you yeah. know, it's a great card, and um, I don't think, uh, you know, fans definitely don't want to miss this card. I miss it right. Too. Well, you know, I, man, it sounds like a stellar event, and I can't wait. I can't wait for it to happen. I can't wait for it to be a success like I expect it to be. You know, Scott, how can they get tickets, man? Yeah, but the doors open at 6 p.m. I mean, we do have, uh, and I know we have some people traveling from out of town and stuff, so they, uh, the doors open at 6 p.m., the bell time's at 7 p.m., uh, so there's a lot of in the in the Stewart Patrick County area. We have a, several businesses um, that has stepped up and was going to help us out with advanced tickets. So advanced tickets right now is twelve dollars for floor seats, uh, ten dollars for um, general admission, which are bleacher seats. And we have in advanced ticket locations. We got um, there's a coffee shop called Stagecoach. Um, it's off of Main Street in Stewart. They also have a they call it the wagon, kind of like a uh, food truck. Um, and it's out in uh, Patrick Springs area. Uh, we have El Rancho on Main Street. There's loads, Lowe's Foods off of Main Street. Um, Voice Highland Veterinary Services, Little Caesars Pizza. Yeah. Um, all of those are, are places people can go to get uh, get the tickets. There's a Ferry Stone Park Highway Country Convenience Convenience Store. And uh, Rudders Martial Arts, um, which uh, is a great, it's a sponsor for. Give, I have to give them a shout out. <laughs> Rudders Martial <laughs> Arts uh, is uh, sponsor, help sponsoring the event, um, as well as Moody's Funeral Services. Uh, but Rudders Martial Arts, they have uh, locations in Stewart as well as Bassett and in Floyd. And um, they, they can fans can reach out to to them if they're in those areas. And all these places have advanced tickets. And uh, I always tell people too, like if you're from out of town, um, come in and um, not, not near those places. And all they got to do is give me a call or uh, reach me out on Facebook or something, and I'll definitely can uh, mail some tickets out to people or whatever they need if they're coming from a uh, uh, different place and they're not able to get these advanced tickets here in Patrick County, Stewart area. Um, yeah. But they can also pick tickets up at the door. We'll definitely have tickets at the door as well. Okay, awesome. And I'm going to have the event posted in the at GMBMPW Facebook group. So we'll definitely be able to link from there to that. So if you guys, you know, can't find where you're looking for, go ahead and click on the at GMBMPW Facebook group and I'll make sure it's on there and it'll be pinned at the top. So that way they can, you know, click on it quickly there. But anyway, dude, I mean, we can, we could keep going and talking a million days, but we will have you back on the show very soon, brother. This is literally just for this event to honor our buddy. So okay. that that's why I wanted you on here, man. I guess with that being said, man, I, I, I really hope everybody comes out and supports this great event. First of all, if you didn't know Kenny, go out for the wrestling. It's going to be incredible top to bottom card, man. I'm, I'm just excited to see those title belts, man. That was what Kenny is so proud of is he got those made. And we're talking high quality gorgeous title belts they're in another promotion in the area i'm talking you would have to go to practically aew to find a more beautiful title than what you all have there so i'm excited to see those in use too because that's one of kenny's legacies right well anyway, and that's one of the things he's always proud of i mean um you know the early the early uh, days of nlcw we've had some and the belts have always been top notch um and the custom made, and then as we everything has progressed and gotten better, yeah, the the championship, especially the heavyweight titles, one of my favorite looking titles, and the Mid Atlantic title, um, are two of my favorite looking titles um, that we have. But yeah, I mean, he always wants, even though you know we're independent promotions, he didn't, you know, he wanted to, he wanted to do it the right way. He wanted to pay homage to, and yeah. is kind of based on 
um, the Mid Atlantic. Um, oh yeah. Mid Atlantic Championship Wrestling, and and um and he always, you know, the from their setup to um, how he runs everything, the belts because the belts are the props, but you know, it gives you the old school feeling. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I like, you know, I don't keep up much with the WWE stuff and things like that. I just never been a fan of their belts now. Uh, sure. You know, me either. Look to me like, yeah, I mean, the old school, you know, style, the, the those belts were championships and now they're yeah. like toys. And, and yeah. he, he didn't, he's like, I don't want to do that. I want NLCW. This is pro wrestling and this is the, we're going right. to keep the tradition of Mid Atlantic Championship and pro wrestling alive. And, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, I, the fans come out and check this out. I mean, I, uh, it's like you, you know, not giving this a cliche, but I mean, you came out, come out and watch it and um, enjoy it. You'll enjoy it, and you know, just see old school pro wrestling. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I can't. I don't think it can be said better than that, brother Scott. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Like I said, this is going to be a special bonus episode that will literally drop as soon as I get it finished here. So ready to go, and you'll be able to hear the show very soon. So anyway, brother, thank you for coming on. I can't wait to see you again soon, and just have a great show, man. Excited to hear all about it. Appreciate you having us, man. Thank you. All right, Scott. Take care. With a tear in my eye. This is the greatest moment in my life. This has been a James Rock Street production.